You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hi, I'm Simon Bose. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. Now, lots going on over the last couple of years, probably, let's be honest, the last three years since the pandemic. And businesses have a lot of issues to tackle. The economic crisis, cost of energy, the cost of raw materials, recruitment, I could go on and on. Now, obviously, we can't deny that the role of climate change plays a major part in all of this. But how do we keep making sure that businesses in difficult times look at making those steps, which might be expensive, let's be honest, they're making those steps to try and reduce their emissions. Well, that's what I want to discuss today uh, in another one of our chats with British Gas Business. And today I'm joined by Oliver Crutch, who's Sales Channel, Channel Manager. Oliver, hello. Hello. Let's just, before we talk about kind of what's going on now, and I know you've been in British Gas for a while, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, let's just go back a little bit. And I think maybe you you disagree, but I'd like to get your view. The kind of 1819 the beginnings of a shift was happening. And obviously with the net zero target that was set by Theresa May uh, in 19, that suddenly businesses were taking the sustainability thing much more seriously. Now, obviously, there'd been major companies have been doing this for a while. We'll go back to the days of the CRC even long, long time ago. But I think it was a big shift. And then the pandemic hit and suddenly all of that kind of went off the table. I see that there's been some recovery, but not as much because a lot of the momentum was lost. What's your take on all that? Yeah, I think the main thing, like you've mentioned already, is looking around cost. You know, if you go back to the pre-pandemic, you know, commodity costs were, you know, some of the lowest we'd seen in probably a decade. So for customers that, you know, wanted to look at how they could improve their, you know, sustainable footprint, you know, an easy option is to look at green supply products, green electricity. And back then, you know, cost of, you know, Rego certificates, you know, it's not the same as it is today. So you know, you're looking at quite a small incremental increase from a cost perspective to upgrade your typically brown electricity supply to a green one. And, you know, since then, we've obviously had energy crisis, which has impacted commodity costs significantly. We're seeing lots of volatility. Yeah, beyond belief last year, particularly. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, that, that's probably one of the main reasons that we've got, you know, struggle in today's world is the, the energy crisis has put a constraint on customers that may have wanted to try and look at focusing on sustainability measures and what what and how they incorporate those into their you know daily business practices when you know their energy bills you know go from one year to the next doubling tripling quadrupling in some cases you know all of a sudden i suppose the the, the presence and, and pressure of incorporating sustainability becomes a bit more challenging when your you know your your general costs increase by that much overnight where are we now would you say that it's still big ones doing it because they've got the infrastructure, they had it before the pandemic, they've been able to ride out the energy price sort of hikes a bit easier and mid-size, smaller businesses slightly still, dare I say, still obsessed with just staying in business and this has slipped down? Or do you think, talking to customers and, and people that you do, that it, it's, it's starting to be more balanced out? No, probably more in line with the first point that you said. Yeah. Certainly for, for smaller and mid-size as businesses you know cost is is absolutely the number one and to you know add on you know whatever the current pound per megawatt hour increase is for for applying a you know rego green electricity product to their supply proposal you know is unjustifiable for a number of these businesses you know we do see 
you know, we've had a, a Solus example that I've seen recently where, you know, it is a large blue chip corporation yeah. and they're coming off the back of extremely high energy costs. And actually what they're saying now is, well, we we essentially budgeted for a similar year from an energy cost perspective. Yeah. So what we want to do rather than, you know, going brown, for example, and, and taking that huge cost reduction, let's actually reinvest some of those forecasted costs that we've got and go completely green from electricity and a gas perspective. So it is quite interesting some of the the ways that businesses are, you know, maybe trying to alter what they're doing today based on what they've experienced over the, over the last 12 to 24 months. But, you know, I suppose generically speaking across the board it's we are seeing less of an uptake of green energy products from businesses purely because cost is still you know largely above what it has been pre-pandemic or even pre-energy crisis a couple of years ago yeah and i get that the recent sort of i wouldn't call it u-turn but definitely rishi rolling back the prime minister on certain policies it's been a mixed picture a lot of green groups and various voices and businesses this is bad it doesn't give the certainty others have, have welcomed it whatever the pros and cons of it and we'll discuss that over the next few months just on that point i suppose the thing is for a lot of businesses this at least shows an awareness that net zero will cost it's going to cost all of us it's going to cost us as individuals and it's going to cost us as society businesses in particular do you think that this is an acknowledgement that actually there needs to be a clearer conversation with everyone about the target and the implication that we have to pay yeah i mean look this is probably more of a personal opinion maybe more so than a, a kind of you know business-led one but you know for me i think that what it does do is 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 show that the government's starting to recognize that you know, some of these costs probably aren't really affordable today for lots of people. You know, if we take the, the business side of things out of it and look at, you know, the residential space as well, we yeah. talk about electric vehicles, obviously that being pushed back to to stop the production of diesel and petrol cars. You know, we talk about, you know, at what point we should be stopping to install gas boilers and, and move towards heat pump. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. None of these things are cheap for people no. to invest in and install. And I think, you know, certainly for me, it at least gives people the general scope of community um, a little bit more breathing space to think right okay we've got a little bit more time to kind of figure this out yeah. in terms of that as well you know the more time we've got to to figure it out per se hopefully we've got more time for some of these technologies to reduce in cost further yeah to become cheaper yeah absolutely exactly right yeah. you know you look at ev vehicles and how much they've yeah. you know reducing costs over time and you know, solar, for example, how much, you know, it's we're becoming better at, at manufacturing these and it's costing less to, to build them. So it's costing less for people to buy them. Hopefully with a bit more time behind us, we can reduce costs for, for people to, to do what they need to do from a sustainability perspective around the house as well. You mentioned earlier that the businesses have had the challenges. But, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> the one thing is the climate change isn't going to go away. So... In terms of those who are struggling with sustainability plans, and bearing in mind what we've said, and I think you're right, absolutely, bigger ones have got broader shoulders, but a lot of smaller ones, mid-sized, still prices thing. What do you think people can have? Because I think you've done a survey of sort of business leader attitudes, 
And would you say still people can realise that the future will be net zero and green and that's what consumers will eventually want? Yeah, so I think the survey you're referring to, so we over summer surveyed 300 business leaders and one third of them told us that they're under increasing pressure to take environmental action from their stakeholders. Mm. And, you know, their stakeholders could be shareholders, it could be investors, it could be the bank, yeah. it could be customers. And we're starting to see customers inquire more about sustainability. And, you know, we've spoken you know, typically about these being, you know, renewable, supply products and i think what's interesting here is that you know businesses are starting to recognize their customers are now expecting or requiring you know their supply chain to be operating with a certain level of sustainability consciousness so a business's ability to deliver their sustainability goals has a direct impact on their profitability i think you know if we take sustainability uh, and break it down it's not just about large capital investments organizations don't have to choose between their environmental and financial responsibilities we regularly see customers still wanting to compare unit rates, for example, from a business perspective and, you know, probably similarly from a residential perspective on supply proposals, you know, either through direct or indirect channels. But I think what customers don't realise that being more efficient in energy consumption can probably more regularly provide, you know, far greater savings. You know, for example, you know, looked at electricity just because it costs more per kilowatt hour to, to consume if, if yeah. a business yeah. were to reduce their electricity consumption by as little as 3%, that would likely provide a more of a financial benefit than looking at trying to negotiate or or reduce the supply contract by £5 per megawatt hour. Now, obviously, customers would want the best of both worlds, but I suppose what we need to do is help educate and focus customers on connecting them with the right energy partners who have the capability to provide those energy insights and, more importantly, who are there to support them. Yeah. I mean, another one of these podcasts in this series, I spoke to one of your colleagues about sort of your your offering of the zero carbon sub- supply, which is basically, you know, it's either come from renewable sources or it's come from nuclear. You can sort of get, you know, there there aren't emissions associated with it. That's an interesting ploy, and I, and I can see that's happening. Obviously, you're looking at, you know, your own supply. And I know Bridge Gas is looking at how to green up the actual gas and all of those things. But I suppose the point is, we as customers rely on you as a massive supplier to give us these options to try and balance this thing of our desire to be green when the cost is still a major factor. So are you doing things like that to try and help with expectations and help to manage kind of this idea of how do you balance cost with carbon? Yeah. So yeah, z- zero carbon, you know, British gas business, its electricity product is zero carbon standard. So as of at least right now, you know, we don't have a brown product. So any customer that were to were to deal with us and, and take a supply contract from us from an electricity perspective would be getting as standard a zero carbon product, which you know, certainly for a lot of customers, if there's, you know, little difference between that and a, a traditional brand product, then, you know, potentially there's a check in the box there for customers that, that don't want to pay the premium for a Rego-backed green electricity product. I think, you know, probably alongside this is that, you know, there's some good news. You know, there's been a review by Bayes, which is the Department for Business Energy Industrial Strategy. There's been a, an improvement for smart meter data for businesses of all sizes. Yeah. And what we've done to kind of complement this is relaunched our Energy 360 data view product, which, you know, I would kind of categorize this as a kind of stage one of businesses understanding its consumption data at least meter level. You know, I mentioned before that, you know, a business to reduce its consumption by, you know, single figure percent would do a lot more than being able to negotiate any any term on a supply yeah. contract. Yeah. What we want to do here is to help give customers visibility of how they consume so they can start to look and 
understand where there's wastage and where efficiencies can be made because reducing your consumption is going to reduce your carbon footprint and you know we'll do all those other things alongside of that as well ultimately will reduce your bills basically the one thing that strikes me after doing this conversation is that you've got this idea about kind of making changes and, and as we said at the beginning there were changes for the good of it probably driving it because commodity prices were low now pricing is still a very major part for many people thinking but it's still the right thing and as you say there are new products that actually are, are competitive but a lot of this depends on where you are at the beginning which is knowing your own carbon knowing your own footprint knowing what you're doing do you think there's still a real lack of knowledge in terms of how important data is from a business perspective before you even take these steps yeah i mean i i won't have any figures to kind of back this up but when i i oversee the direct sales function for british gas business and yeah. it is surprising the amount of times we speak to these customers in the you know enterprise market who don't really understand uh, how they consume or where they consume they may have seen some half hourly data they may have you know maybe applied some some heat maps to that but outside of that they don't really understand where efficiencies can be made on site you know there are uh, numerous technologies available we've mentioned the energy 360 platform which essentially puts half hourly data into a really easily understandable and and, and visually understandable you know method for people to look at and, and, and analyze you know there's other products available that you know we have on offer one being power radar which is our panoramic power product which then gives customers the ability to analyze their consumption at asset level yeah. so they can start to monitor individual pieces of equipment yeah i've seen i've seen that's very clever it, it sits doesn't it it's like a little gadget that sits and tells you what an asset's doing exactly it's it's non-invasive it's non-intrusive it clips on it takes a small amount of residual power through the through the cable that's clipped onto so, i mean it costs effectively nothing to, to run yeah. and gives you you know intraday you know every three seconds i think it's updated will tell you how a piece of equipment is performing and how much it's costing you. You can overlay your your energy rates behind it. So it tells you how much it's costing you, you know, per second, per day. And if you've got a number of pieces of equipment doing the same thing, I don't know, let's say, for example, air conditioning units, you can, you know, hook both of them up and see if one's costing you more than the other. That is then telling you that you need to look at that one that's costing you more. Maybe it needs a service, maybe it needs yeah. a part changing, whatever that there may be. And I think you know, it, it's probably on us as well, to a certain extent, to educate customers that, you know, these technologies do exist. Are you surprised, Oliver, that even, what, a decade on, and we've been talking about this for such, that, you know, quite large businesses still haven't got a handle on what they're doing in terms of their use? Yeah. Because, like you said, this stuff has been around for quite a while. Yeah. All these tools are there. These platforms exist, yours and other people have them. I, I find it quite interesting because when I have conversations that what you say rings a bell with me because people go, well, I don't actually know. Yeah, you know, the popular phrase, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> I've got a whole list of things I don't know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we can talk about Power Radar, Panorant Power to, to customers, you know, but essentially that their stumbling block and it could be from a financial, it could be from a board level is, you know, we don't want to make investments in energy because there's other areas where they feel like that money could be better spent. Mm. What we've been trying to do over the last few years is to get more testimonials so that what we can actually do is to show customers that this could be a significant investment for you in terms of the ROI. You know, we have some testimonials available on the Centrical Business Solutions website, which talk about the deployment of this product in some, you know, some large businesses and some of the, you know, kind of quite compelling and shocking situations that, you know, we found out where there are inefficiencies at, you know, quite a catastrophic 
level and by actually being able to see this because you can't see energy consumption otherwise to be able to see it in real time on on your screen you know can really make an impact to a business and yeah some of these businesses have seen you know huge amounts of savings off the back of actually being able to understand how you know machinery is operating and working and you know what their production line looks like from an efficiency perspective Last thing I want to talk about, and obviously we do a lot of it on Future Net Zero, and you know, why wouldn't you go anywhere else? Dare I say the, the plug there? Policy, right? Policy, as we know what's going on, policy changes all the time. There's lots of acronyms out there. It can be very confusing, but you know, stakeholders, investors, we have no idea whether you know the 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 ideas that were put forward just a little while ago about kind of financial carbon reporting may soon become parts of law. You know, companies looking to get loans might need to show what they're doing around their carbon there's a lot of stuff going on how do businesses who've got to get on with doing their own business how would you say they can keep on top of sort of regulation stuff yeah i think you know this is something that you know we talk about internally from a business as well you know communication is key and that doesn't matter you know whether we're talking to interdepartment within the business or you know us talking to our customers communication is the real key here and you know we see some challenge through you know you mentioned acronyms evds and evrs which are the you know energy you know, relief schemes that the government's yep. had implemented over the last kind of 12 months, you know, the, the amount of times customers are saying, yeah, I've heard this on the government, I've, I've heard them put this up there. What does it mean for you? What does it mean? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or what does it mean for me? And, you yeah. know, for us, it's right. How can we make sure that we make this this legislation easily understandable for a customer not just for them to understand it but actually so that they know what it means for them and sometimes the challenge can be that you know the government will put something out there but they've not really dotted all the i's and, and crossed all the t's so you know we've got limited amounts of information and actually what's available you know online for example is is as much information that's, that's there but for us it's making sure that as and when we get updates and we know what those next steps look like it's it's really communicating with those customers you know business owners and leaders are, are busy focusing on their core business functions energy is important to them but you know they rarely have time to understand what new legislation is on the horizon yeah and when those regulations are launched you know like i said it's really complicated one thing that we do do is deliver quarterly market insight reports to all oh. of our customers which summarizes everything a customer need to know about what's happening across the energy market so th this is what this is what matters to you that's good yeah so it's a kind of summary of what the legislation is and, and how it affects business is that what you're saying yeah exactly right you know we've when ebrs <laughs> there you go ebds e ebrs yeah exactly <laughs> a detail, i can't even remember which which one came ev Whichever one came first, you know, ever since that was launched, we actually created a team that would basically manage, you know, new legislation and basically own it internally and make sure that, you know, from a communication perspective, that the rest of the business understands what's happening now, what happens next. And then from a customer perspective, because obviously that's what's most important, that we're making sure we're doing the right thing for the for the customer. And that's whether it's, you know, applying the right discount to the bill or making sure that communication has gone out to them at the right time that's relevant and timely for them. And hopefully, you know, we're, we're seeing a benefit, certainly from a customer perspective, in terms of, you know, all of those things, be it, you know, bill accuracy or communication. Before we go, thanks for this. And, and it's been very helpful. What would you say in terms of kind of understanding more, you know, to summarise, it's not going away. Legislation's not going to disappear, even though there have been some changes lately. We're heading towards a net zero path. Businesses have to get on board. What one bit of advice would you give to businesses who are still grappling with this, you know, the need to be green, but the issues around 
the cost and, and their fear of you know where they invest their money yeah i think the first thing i'd say is you know speak to your energy partner you know if that's a supplier like british gas business then you know drop us an email or, or pick up the phone and, and have a chat to us you know let us understand you know what does today look like for you and are there some quick and easy wins can we do things like you know look at if you on a brown product for example where someone else can move you onto a zero carbon product would you know is it financially viable to look at you know a rego back to green electricity product let's have a look at your data you know when was the last have you ever looked at your data you know are there any ways that you know we can look at you know being more efficient the amount of times that yeah. you know, we see in the hospitality industry that you know lights are left on you know when everything's closed or you know fridges left on overnight when they don't need to be or you know ovens for restaurants that you know, as soon as the chefs come in at nine o'clock in the morning turn an oven on customers doesn't walk through the door for two hours look at things like that you know let's understand where there may be some some real you know easy little quick wins and go from there you know it doesn't have to be uh you know a, a complete overhaul of as, as to how you you operate now i don't think you know what anyone's saying is right what you need to do is get a chp you need to get solar on the rouge you need to have you know parent power installed everywhere you need to reduce consumption by 75 percent. you know I, I think that that's unrealistic but you know let's let's look at you know some of the simple quick wins what kind of product are you on now is there one that's better for you from a cost and a, a sustainability perspective how can we help you understand what your energy usage looks like today and can we help you identify any efficiency measures that we can improve on to reduce cost and reduce consumption which you know in turn is going to help you and then what we do is look at building a, a longer plan in terms of what are the next steps and what do we need to do over the next five to ten years to get your business in a in even better position Oliver, thanks very much i uh, really enjoyed that conversation and obviously uh, people can get in hold of you if they want i assume you're on linkedin and Get in touch with British Gas Business if, if they've got any questions after this podcast about kind of some of the services and, and offerings that are out there. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, mate. Great stuff. Thank you. You have been listening to a Future Net Zero podcast along with our partner, British Gas. This has been a promoted podcast. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.